Wow, this one even hit me right where it counts. I used to think that not being fully engaged while communicating with friendly just meant I needed to do a better job. But when I dug into the research, I saw that the impact was actually much worse than I ever expected. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number 42, and we're going to be talking about the number one thing our audience wants to improve. Mm, yes, that. that's right. Well, that's what we heard from them on our last survey. And when we ask people the question, they still say the number one thing is, drum roll, communication. Communication. That's a really good drum roll. Thank you. So we talked about this a little bit in episode 40, where we talked about the four critical habits to improve your love for each other. And one of those was everyday talking and sharing. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that here we are in 2015. And couples are saying communication is the biggest problem. Like we have never had so many ways to communicate and keep in touch as we do now. Yep. You know, whether it's phone calls or texting or video calling or Facebook or sending pictures by text or FaceTime, like it just goes on and on and yep. on. Yeah. And when I was sending this uh, research to our research assistant, she come back and said, you know what? All the research on communication is like from the 80s and 90s. In marriage. So that's when that's when they got all this stuff figured out and sorted about communication in marriage. And it's just funny to me, Verlinda, that like 20 years later, even 30 years later, here we are and we're still saying the number one problem in marriage is communication. Yeah. Why is that? Well, let's look at the research. Because <laughs> that's what we like to do. You like to do. Yeah. All right. I found a study on stress. I shouldn't say I found. Yeah. We found a study on stress, communication, and marriage quality from 2010. So this oh, was a more recent. Oh, yeah. He yeah. does good work. Family Relations is the name of the journal. They studied 345 couples, and their conclusion was that the level and quality of marital communication, and just pardon the big words for a moment here, the level and quality of marital communication mediates the amount of effect that stress has on marital quality. Marital quality. All right. And in plain English? In plain meaning English. I'm not sure what that means. No. <laughs> It's just saying that the, the amount of marriage communication impacts or it affects the stress. It affects the degree to which stress is felt on the marriage. How is that? Am I getting closer? Yeah. Okay. okay so I, I had a picture for this, a mental picture. Think of okay. stress as a downpour of rain. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's pouring rain. That rain is stress. Think of communication as the umbrella. The bigger the umbrella and the higher quality or the more waterproof the umbrella, the better the couple does. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that you want to stay dry, right? Yeah. The umbrella mediates the impact of the rain on the couple. Huh. Communication mediates the impact of stress on a couple. Wow. So the more you communicate, it's almost like the, the amount of communication you're doing, you're turning a volume knob. And if you communicate a lot, you're turning the volume up. It downplays the amount of stress that's coming through. Oh, okay. If you're not communicating much, you're going to get more stress. And this is just communicating in general. It's not like yeah. talking about the stress or anything. No, it's just good marriage communications, everyday talking and sharing. Oh, okay. I think we need quantity and quality. Yeah. Like we can ask the question, does the communication technology we have now in 2015 improve either quantity or quality? I'd say neither. Yeah. It kind of gives you the quantity of all sources, right? Yeah. Like we're exposed to way more content of people's lives on Facebook, but that doesn't affect the quantity from our spouse. Yep. Certainly not the quality. 
And if anything, that's lower due to a greater distraction. Yeah. Like it's so much easier to get on my phone and see how 50 other people are doing than right. to... I know how my day went. Yeah. Sniff. Oh, come on. You finally realized it. Well, let me link that to another study that looks at couples having dinnertime conversation, okay? Mm. And then they'd have the dinnertime conversation and then they'd have a separate 15-minute discussion regarding a conflict in their marriage, okay? Ask the question, how did the dinnertime conversation impact the conflict conversation? And this is from the work of Gottman and Drive in 2004. They found that the enthusiastic response of the husband to his wife in the dinnertime conversation affected or impacted her affection toward him during the conflict and vice versa. Wow. So having that good dinnertime conversation had the warm love on during the conflict conversation. Yeah, but to see, it was enthusiasm. Yeah. You said enthusiastic response. <laughs> yes. You know, so going, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Pass assault, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, like that's not dinner time <laughs> conversation. So her dinner time, now let's talk about her for a sec. Okay. Her dinner time enthusiastic responses drove his affection. That was a driver. It increased his affection during the conflict. So the point being, if you want to win the fight tomorrow, you better flirt with me today. Mm. Enthusiastically. Enthu- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just no, that. not really. The point is that every day when we're having positive interactions, we're building almost like a line of credit that we can borrow against so that when the ugly comes out and we're fighting, it's going to go way better if that line of credit is ready to go than if it's completely depleted. Mm-hmm. Or building like, a bank account, shall we yeah, say. Yeah, like that good mojo. A reserve, yes. We talked about this in the fighting episodes. Yes. Hmm. So you're building up... Here's the studies for it. Yes. You're building up the positive so that when the challenges come, you guys have got a reservoir to pull on of mm-hmm. happy, right? Mm-hmm. And enthusiastic. Yep. So <laughs> got to get that enthusiasm in there. <laughs> So just coming back to the umbrella analogy, Verlinda, where mm-hmm. communication regulates the impact of stress on marriage quality. Now we really can see that stuff as simple as dinnertime conversation is having a measurable, real impact on our times of conflict. Wow. That's, so sitting in front of the TV yep. is not helping your marriage. No. Hmm. But that's kind of where it hit me, right? We don't sit and we don't have the TV on. No. And I think I want to exhort all of our listeners to turn your television and your radios off. And set your phones to vibrate. That's something we could start doing. Mm-hmm. Because we don't go look, but it still dings and it distracts you, right? That's true. That's true. And practice the art of being fully present at dinner time mm-hmm. or supper time, whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is the part where it hit me, right? Because I can still be processing my day at work or thinking through stuff in business or some other challenge that we're facing. And I'm sitting at the table and I'm not really present with the conversation. Oh. That's where it struck me, right? Yeah. That's yeah, so why we need an enthusiastic response. Well, engagement. Plus enthusiasm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So I think... I think that begs the question, though. Yeah. What happens when we're not fully engaged? Like, you're sitting there, that's great, yeah, and this we have was a conversation the, uh, going on, but if I'm not fully engaged, is I think it's easy to think that it's just not enough. Yeah. Have a like, good thing. Oh, well, it's not as awesome as it could be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was at, and this is another part that hit me, right? So here, there's another piece of research by Wagner in 2005 in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. They looked at 53 married couples mm-hmm. and asked the question, what happens when one of the spouses does not stay fully present while communicating? And he found that the effect of not engaging properly actually had the effect of disconfirming the other spouse's identity, which in other wow. words, yet yeah, left the other spouse feeling like they were not being understood and not being understood leads to thoughts that my position is not verified, like my thoughts on the matter. Mm-hmm. And actually leads to disconfirming my identity. 
And it's kind of wow. psychobabble there, but mm-hmm. it's saying that if you ignore me, you're sending a signal that says, the part of me I really want you to see is not worth seeing. Hmm. That was the gut punch for me. Yeah. Because it's one thing to say, yeah, I should try and be more engaged at supper time. It's another thing to say, uh, my not being engaged at supper time is disconfirming your identity. It's telling you that you're not worth seeing or listening to. Yeah. Powerful stuff, hey? Yeah. So there's some major outs that comes from just not being fully engaged. It's not like you forgot the add the salt, but the dish still tastes okay. It's like the absence of any engagement is acidic. It's corrosive to the relationship because it's undermining your spouse's sense of identity. That's powerful stuff. That is. Wow. So not only do you need to be fully engaged, but you need to be like enthusiastic in your response. Yes. I really like that enthusiastic response bit. Yeah, I sense that. You're really enthusiastic about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My identity feels so confirmed. (laughs) Okay. So that's a good take home for me. And I hope that's been helpful to you as well. We want to just ask you to consider that for your marriage. Are you fully present at dinner time, at supper time, in the conversations that you have day by day? And I'm even thinking for London, my conversations with my daughters. I was thinking kids too. Yeah, the whole nine yards, right? Yeah. So I know, Verlinda, after I assembled the research on this into the content that we just gave on the episode here, I actually had to stop and pray and ask God for help to be more present because like we alluded to, when I'm not engaged, it's easy for me to think just, well, I could do better, but to be actually confronted with data that says, no, this is hurting your marriage and your relationship with your daughters. Well, that really, really spoke to me. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Well, thanks for listening. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 42. And if communicating is as important to you as it is to our other audience members, make sure you check out our Talk To Me 101 e-course. So that is a communications course for smart couples. I teach you everything you need to know to become very effective communicators as a couple. You can take that course together. It's a series of short, powerful video lessons. And you can check that out at talktome101.com. The way you get into that course is to sign up for a free webinar that we're hosting And you'll find all of those details on that website at talktome101.com. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. We touched on this, uh, I should have got this episode number, when we talked about the four critical habits to deepen your love for each other. Do you remember when that was? Nope. Oh, yes. Episode number 40. That was two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember uh, recording nice. that one. Uh, it was really outstanding. <laughs> Apparently. I can't believe this guy's last name is Zuki. <laughs> oh, my. All right. I think we're covering too much content lately. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Too much coffee. Should we just start this one over? I think we should. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to do number four and you just kept you on going. You were supposed to do number four? Yeah. I thought I said number nine. Oh, I thought you said okay. number four. Okay. Okay. Yeah.